Welcome, Red Sox fans. Here are the Bastards of Boston Baseball. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Red Sox Deep Dives. Going to be doing some playoff scenario talk, give our predictions on win totals, might talk some Tampa Bay Yankees scenarios as well. So, going to get into it. And Charlie Smith is with us tonight for this episode. The two of us tag teaming it. How are you, Charlie? I'm doing well, man. You know, it's uh, no matter what, we're doing better than Boston is right now. <laughs> that's depressing selfishly you know i kind of wouldn't want it to be all about me (laughs) more about the red Sox, but but when you when you lose 15 uh, excuse me 14 out of the last 20 games that's that's pretty brutal i don't even think those baltimore games should count like those are basically those were exhibition games they were a joke yeah (laughs) Yeah. this this was a team that didn't even have like a it was like the replacements yeah, so what's today? Then August 19th is the day we're recording this, Thursday night. And we have only three wins in the month of August, not against the Orioles. <laughs> so that's uh, that's pretty ugly. But uh, where can they find you on Twitter, Charlie? Uh, so for me, uh, it's Smith underscore MLB, S-M-I-T-H underscore MLB. It's been pretty active. Been talking to a lot of folks, a lot of new folks. Some old timers as well, as far as uh, how long we've known each other. It's been a good time. A lot of Red Sox banter, Yankees banter. It's been fun. Very good. Mine's at Cushman MLB if anybody wants to harass me. And as well, the podcast account is at Bastards underscore Boston. And that account is exploding lately with activity, engagements, and uh yeah and charlie's has been exploding as well so yeah so so question to start off what sounds more fake the red sox win in 90 games or the moon landing well it's funny that you talk about the moon landing because (laughs) attention listeners across the galaxy all the way from australia to houston do we have a pew problem If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the Performance Package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. This fourth-generation trimmer also features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawn War 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor. A new multifunction on-off switch can engage a travel lock and is even waterproof. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. (laughs) 
Very good. And for the record, I I, I think the moon landing was fake, but <laughs> without hopefully pissing off uh, any more people in the audience, we'll stick to baseball. So, metaphorical guns to our heads are the Red Sox a playoff team. Are they making the playoffs, in whether it's the division or via the wild card? Uh, the answer is no. And it, it hurts to say this, but uh, earlier this year, we had a couple of us that thought, okay, cool, there's a chance the Red Sox will make it, which uh, I, I will be the first one to admit that I was uh, not feeling the Red Sox this year uh, in any capacity because it just it didn't feel like it was going to be our year. We just didn't do enough to uh, strengthen the team and, and make it look legitimate. Uh, no one had us as an AL East team. I think only one of us had the Red Sox as a wild card, maybe two. I think Andrew and I think it was Andrew and Zach uh, for wild card. And, and that was it. Like we just, we weren't feeling Boston. Everyone was super high on the Yankees and super high on the Rays. I was one of the last ones to, to drink the punch and I held out for a while because we're winning all those games in April, May, and June. And I'm like, is this real? Is this real? And you're like halfway through the season and you're on pace for upper 90s and wins. And I'm like, well, it, after three months, it kind of has to be real. And lately, it doesn't seem real at all. And <laughs> I just, I feel stupid for not kind of, Sticking with my laurels and and just seeing the team for what it appeared before the season started. So we're we're starting to play to the level of, of how I thought we would. And we've got like 33, 34 come from behind wins. That's a major anomaly. We might not see that again for several years. So I just... That's part of what got us here, and I don't, I don't think we're gonna get there. I really don't. Do you got the schedule, the remaining schedule, up in front of you? Yeah, I can actually pop it up right now because I was taking a peek at it a second ago. Do you know what team has more come from behind wins than the Red Sox? The Tampa Bay Rays. The Tampa Bay Rays, and they were talking about this while you were watching the game. You know, while we're getting our you know behinds handed to us by the Yankees. I found it to be remarkable. I was like, I thought the Red Sox were the, the number one team. And I mean, they were talking about how many teams have blown leads in the ninth inning when you're up by four or five runs. Red Sox have been there. Uh, the Yankees, I think, had blown four of them. It's just, it's it's unbelievable. But as far as the remainder of this schedule goes, I'm not screaming yes at it. I'm not screaming, yeah, this feels really warm and fuzzy. You know, you've got um, Texas for three hit or miss Minnesota for three that should be a winnable series they just lost Jose Barrios they lost uh Cruz you got Cleveland for three Tristan McKenzie almost threw a perfect game that series makes me nervous because I would be nervous every time we face them twice and we've never heard of a pitcher before and that those are the guys that shut us down that Luke heel guy that we just faced with the Yankees for crying out loud, we got shut down twice by Andrew Heaney. Andrew Heaney. One run on two hits. Wasn't it one run on two hits? And the home run was the hit, right? Yeah, over seven innings. 
it's, it's remarkable. Insane. It's remarkable. Yeah, and Heal, when uh, I don't think he he went that far into it, but he didn't allow a run. He had four walks, four strikeouts, if I'm not mistaken, in that game. Um, but you, you think about that, you got Cleveland twice, Tampa Bay twice. You're praying to Jesus that you don't have to face McC- it's McClanahan. Correct. Shane McClanahan. That's disgusting. His name is is disgusting. The man is disgusting. He's going to be one of the future stars. You're lucky you don't have to face their uh, flamethrower who's injured for the rest of the season because of the sticky stuff, whatever. So you got Cleveland for three, Tampa for four, and then Cleveland, Tampa Bay back-to-back for three again. Then you face Chicago for three. The Red Sox are done. We're not making then the playoffs. Got, <laughs> we're not making the playoffs with that. Are you kidding me? And then you you finish it up with Seattle for three. Okay. Baltimore for three. That's a tease. Then you face the Mets and then the Yankees for five. You're lucky to win two. Then Baltimore again for three. Washington for three. That should be a great end. And we're probably going to miss the playoffs by about two or three games. That's my final judgment. I think we're going to miss by two or three games. I think we could miss it by more than that. I mean, who's under us now? We're t- well, we're tied for the second place wild card at right now. So we're actually half a game. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think we're half a game behind Oakland. Okay. Yeah, we're actually half a game behind Oakland because they uh, won today. Yeah. Bingo. Exactly. Yeah. So the Yankees have a one game lead over Oakland. Then Oakland's got the two slot, and then the Red Sox are just half a game out, and the Mariners are two and a half behind us. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, the Mariners have a tough schedule, so it's hard to, you know, forge a path for them to get in. They would have to play out of their minds, but this is certainly their best season in well over a decade, though, so props to them for that. So I guess what's a win total? Where do you think we're going to be? There's 39 games left. You need to win 21 to get to 90. 90 usually gets you in. Well, we're not doing 90. That's <laughs> okay. just not happening. 90 has been canceled. Upper 80s has also been canceled. It's like fun summer. Summer's been canceled, y'all. Everyone stay home. Enjoy nothing. Um, I'll be the first one to admit that I think there's a very good chance that the Red Sox will surpass my original guess for total wins. I thought it was 71. I had to listen back to the show. I actually said 70. So I misspoke when I said 71. It was 70. 70 and 92. The Red Sox have done a very good job of not getting 70 for the last couple (laughs) weeks because they've just been not good. They've been terrible. They've been flat out bad. Starting pitching outside of Chris Sale has been bad. Relievers haven't been good. The guys we depend on um, have not been dependable. I mean, you know you're doing rubbish when Garrett Richards is the best one on the team that day. That tells you something. Garrett Richards is rubbish. Your your big hitters aren't hitting, not seating the ball well. What do I think the final win total could be? I could see them winning maybe 84, 85 at the most. And that's 15 wins because there are going to be a couple more series for the rest of the year that we will not be winning any. And I think we'll be swept in more than one series for the remainder of the year. And I think one will be Tampa Bay. I think one will be Cleveland. And I hope to God we don't get swept by the Yankees a third or a second time. And we might. Yep. We absolutely might. Let me see here. So we're at 69 wins. I'll I'll give my total here in a second. The Oakland Athletics also at 69 wins. Blue Jays are 
further down, uh, six games back in the win column with 63, which surprises me because I, I thought they were going to catch fire, but they really haven't. And Springer's injured again. But so the Red Sox are clinging right now to the, well, technically not, a half a game out of the, the second wild card. So I'm going to say. I like your 85 prediction. I think that's that's pretty good. I, I think that's 16, so you go, what, 16 and 23 the rest of the way. Um, Yeah, 16 or 17 and 22. And the way I look at it is Texas, Minnesota, from the first two series, you're going to split, you go 3-3. Three, three. You might win one, you lose the other. Cleveland, I think you win one out of three. Tampa Bay, you might win one out of four, depending on how the matchups are going. I, I just don't have faith against Cleveland and, and Tampa Bay. I think those two sets of series right there, that is a 13-game stretch against teams that have owned you. And those players can dominate you and make you look foolish. It doesn't. It just doesn't work when you face teams that aren't good like you mentioned before, you're seeing a bunch of off-speed stuff. Yankees are going to throw gas, and they haven't seen gas for three days. When you see mid-80s, low-80s, and then you see 99-100, yeah, you're going to miss. I mean, and some of those swings and misses were not cute. They were ugly misses. And that's what happens. Minnesota, they don't have flamethrowers. And then you face Cleveland, and you face guys that have movement. McKenzie's got a curveball that's dumb. Um, his, his pitches are just stupid. Tampa Bay's got McClanahan, um, and then there's another starter in there that's also really good. His name's eluding me. It's come. It's it's missing me. Um, Tam- is it Patino? Tampa. Yeah, well, Tampa isn't it? Patino had a good game against us. Yeah, and he's a rookie, you know. And then I've got a lot of one out of threes, one out of fours until we face like Seattle, Baltimore, New York. I, the the Mets we're split. Yankees. I'm hoping we win one out of three. Baltimore. We should take two out of three minimum. Washington, we should take two out of three. We should finish the season four wins and two losses, minimum. So 85, 86 at cap. And that doesn't quite get us in. The other teams, Oakland, New York, and that's all that matters. Tampa, if you know, if New York passes them. But those, those three will probably be getting into the postseason and they're already i mean they're not going to they're not going to go sub 500 i don't think they can basically go 500 and get to 8990 so it's just a really tough path for the red Sox. i uh i typed in tampa bay depth chart and it it gave me the uh buccaneers i'm just trying to get that picture that yeah, they're uh, they're unfortunately more talked oh, about. No. Tampa Bay Rays. Well, Drew Rasmussen uh, was the one who owned us. Only Rasmussen went is good too. Four or five innings, yeah. And then McClanahan, Yarbrough, I think pitched a better game against us uh, this time around after we shelled him. But uh, we did get to Josh Fleming though. But so it, it's extremely tough. I mean. If Andrew were on right now, he'd be feverishly making a case, presenting angles that the Red Sox would get in. And that's fine. 
I hope he's right. We're rooting for <laughs> we're rooting for Andrew to be right about us making it, but I personally don't see it. We'll get Jason's thoughts on it on Sunday, but say we're wrong. We've been on here for 16 minutes flat right now, and we've we've emphatically expressed a lot of pessimism over the Red Sox making the playoffs, but say we're wrong. What needs to happen for us to go on this, to, to get to 90, to win 21 out of 39? You need Chris Sale, Nate Evaldi, Pavetta, Erod to give you quality starts on a consistent basis. A minimum two out of three starts every time out for the rest of the year. Five plus, six plus. You need you need six innings for quality start. You need five plus like good innings. I don't care if you throw 100 pitches in five plus. If you can get me 100 pitches, 105 pitches in six innings, five plus innings to, to give us a chance. I mean, it's what we need. We need the bats to be on because here's the thing. Rafael Devers, J.D. Martinez uh, have been have been the two main cogs in in the Red Sox offense. Sander Bogarts would be third. You could you could make a case for Hunter Renfro starting to heat up too. Uh, Alex Verdugo when he's healthy. You have four maybe four guys that are doing great, and the other four or five pieces are getting picked up quite a bit. It's that uh, that younger sibling. You're just like you're trying to help them out. Well, now those big key cogs in the wheel here, these guys that the main players, your power players, they're not acting like the little brother. And they need to be picked up. And there's no one to pick them up. We've already kind of redone the uh, rotation. Richard's gone. And he's done okay the past couple times out. Martin Perez is out of the rotation. You got Tanner Houck in there. Chris Sale is back. You need Chris Sale to dominate for the rest from, from here on out. You need Nate Valdi to not make any more mistakes and a minimum of either Erod or Nick Pavetta to not make a mistake every single time in the rotation. I'm leaning incredibly on both Chris Sale and Nate Evaldi to be your strong one-two punch. No more mistakes from here on out. That is what it would take. Unfortunately, I think that's just too much pressure for both of them. Uh, and and I say that because of Nate Evaldi. I have nothing but faith in Chris Sale. Uh, I have from the very beginning. It, it made me sad that he missed almost two years, but you know, the delaying the surgery really was the, the cause of that. If Chris sale pitched this season, we're making the playoffs. I don't think any six, any member of the six of us think that the Red Sox aren't making the playoffs with Chris sale in the rotation. He's arguably your best left-handed pitcher in baseball. And it sucks. We are in a really difficult situation. We did the right thing by waiting until he was healthy. And the first game out, he faced Baltimore. That's a nice little welcome back to the majors game because you're facing minor league hitters uh, at best outside of like Cedric Mullins and Trey Mancini. They're, they're just not that good. Um, that being said, your next start is going to be against a full team of players that can hit the ball. Uh, Chris Sale's next start is going to be on Friday night against Texas. Not as lethal. Joey Gallo's not there, but all things considered, if Sale ends up for whatever reason not making the start on Friday – I'm going to be pumped because I get to see him on Saturday. Um, but it is it is what it is. You need to have superb pitching, fantastic hitting from here on out. Bats need to wake up. Pitching needs to wake up. I'm going to assume that most of those starting pitchers are going to be fine. I have to assume that they're going to be fine if they're going to make the playoffs. And 
I can't say that sales in a rhythm, but he's coming off of a good season debut against Baltimore. Erod seems to be in a rhythm. Avoldi's pitching well. I'm not going to knock him for giving up two runs against the Yankees. The guy that needs to step up in the rotation is Nick Pavetta. That can't be an automatic loss. And he had a couple of good starts coming into that Yankee start where he only lasted one and two thirds. So has to step up. The lineup, I'd like to see Christian Vasquez hitting like he did 2017 through 2019. He hasn't he hasn't been very productive outside of the first six weeks of the season. He needs to step up. He needs to be a presence in the sixth or seventh hole. We absolutely need to see that from him. The lineup in general has to hit better with runners in scoring position. There's like an invisible wall after third base. They just don't get past third base. So the invisible wall needs to come down. And finally, a lot of trust issues with the bullpen. At an absolute minimum, I need Taylor to figure it out. And I need Ottavino to figure it out. We're getting Darwin's in and Brazier back. So maybe that reshuffles things. Maybe maybe three weeks from now, the late innings look a little bit different. And I would love it if Brazier comes back and gives us what he gave us in 2020. Because I did not see that coming last year. I had already given up on Brazier. So he he's had a number of things. You know, he had a broken bone in his either his hand or his finger took a line drive off the head much like Bassett did the other night uh, in Oakland fortunately gonna be fine gonna miss some games but uh, you know some minor surgery and he's expected to be back but that's what needs to happen that's what needs to happen I also roasted Cora as best as I could in the last episode. Andrew and Job weren't really... That episode was... we was I don't want to say a hot mess because it was a good episode, but we were pretty discombobulated going on right after the series ended, a tumultuous series. and But to me, Cora's got to be tougher on these guys. He's got to stop being the guidance counselor, and, and he needs to be more of a leader. He needs to be tougher when the team's not playing well. And the example I gave last night is I want to hear a story out of the Boston Globe or WEI that Alex Cora freaked out, flipped over a table in the Red Sox clubhouse, and is pissed off about the way the team's playing. I want a story like that to leak out. And if I if I heard something like that, I'd be like, I, I would be extremely relieved and I'd be like, okay, Alex Cora is putting his foot down. That's, that's what we need to see. That's what I want to see. And one other example I gave last night, say Texas doesn't go well. We dropped two out of three. And then say we dropped two out of three to Minnesota. That's a tough stretch. That's I can see Texas kind of being a pain in our 
rear ends. There's no reason we should be losing two out of three to Minnesota. But let's say it happens. This 26-game stretch, which is essentially one large slump, this is going to be talked about for years to come. This is the new 2011. This is the new collapse. And they got to turn it around. <laughs> uh, we don't see it. Too many games left against Tampa. Too many against the Yankees. We got some pesky teams like Seattle in there. I know I'm leaving. Oh, Chicago as well. That's going to be tough. They're running away with the AL Central right now. <sighs> so... So this is uh, this is my thing too. Coming out of the All Star game, like we we've all heard about that time when the Yankees came back. I, I think Jason posted it on Twitter. Uh, forgive me because I don't for, I don't remember the year, uh, but the Red Sox had it and they blew it. They blew the lead completely and they lost it at the end of the year. You talk about the Red Sox. The Bucky Dent was it seventy eight. I think it was Bucky Dent's year. I think yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. Um, the Red Sox started off the All Star after the All Star break seven and three. The Yankees were six and four for the first ten, so he gained a game. Since that ten game stretch, the Red Sox are seven and fifteen. The Yankees are eighteen and five. They have made up ten and a half games since the tenth game after the All Star break. That alone is a monumental collapse because you, I talked about, I think there's a chance that the Red Sox could lose three games in August, another three, maybe four or five games in, in September. And then you're either winning or losing that wild card spot or that, that divisional spot by one or two games. I did not expect them to blow that and more in the first two weeks, three weeks between July 16th and August 19th, the Yankees have made up, 10 and a half games. That is incredible. Now, is that the Yankees winning all those games? Or is that the Red Sox losing all those games? Or is it a combination of both? Because you have to remember, while we just gave up the lead, the Yankees had one game that they lost earlier this year because one of their pitchers had four wild pitches in the same inning. There's a very, very good chance that this team, by right, should not just be a half game ahead of one team or a game out we very well could be two three games out there's a game early this year that randy rosarina just doesn't know how to field the ball and jd martinez got like his fifth double in three games and we won the game because of that that was a game right there there have been so many come from behind wins that are not the red sox winning so much as other teams not doing the right things or or not playing the right defense, not being positioned in the right spot. We just happen to be the uh, recipient of crap fielding on the other side. Uh, the Yankees are on an insane roll. The Red Sox are cascading from grace. And if we don't win mid-80s for game total, if we're, we're, if we're somewhere in the low 80s, that's going to be bad. If the Red Sox finish 81 and 81, or even a game above 500, that's going to be atrocious. It's going to be terrible. And you're right, Terry. We are going to be talking about it for years to come because this was a team that was blowing everybody out. We're 
we're a handful of games ahead of Tampa Bay, five games up. And then four, then three, then three, then two, then one, then we lost it. And then New York's coming and trotting its way down. And then the Yankees make up 10 and a half games. It's just, it's incredible. It's unbelievable. I just realized something. In the first, well, is this the first year of the new decade? Probably not, right? So 2020 would be. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, technically 2020. That's correct. Yeah, so yeah. 2011, no playoffs. 2001, no playoffs. 1991, no playoffs. So 2021. So we're, the, you know, the second year into each of those decades, and it's not a good pattern. I didn't, I don't know if we made the playoffs in 1981. We won, we won uh, 89 games that year, but I don't know what the playoff format was, admittedly. I'm going to take a look at it right now as we speak. So I'm just saying it's uh, if it's a year that ends in one, it's it hasn't historically been that good. We did not make it in 1981. No. We finished. No. Yeah. So the American League standings um, that was. Yeah, no, that was when the Brewers were in the American League. Orioles were decent. Uh, we finished behind the Tigers, fifty nine and forty nine. No, that's the. I thought that was the first half. Um. No, first half they were thirty and twenty six. The second half of the standings they went twenty nine and twenty three. Uh, that was one of those uh, funky years. Oh, okay. Postseason Red Sox didn't make it. Oh, that was. Uh, there might have been like a strike or something that year or something. Correct. Yeah. I, yep. I, okay. Mm-hmm. Well. Full disclosure, Terry and Charlie weren't born yet. <laughs> I was uh, 1983, but Orioles won it that year. Um, but, yeah, so so just a, just a weird pattern I wasn't planning on. It just kind of dawned on me. I knew 01 wasn't good. and Dodgers won that year. In 81 was the Dodgers. Yeah, oh, Dodgers it? won it. Okay. Yeah, they, they, beat, they beat the Yankees. Okay. Yep. All right, so I guess we'll wrap by uh, just kind of posing this question. Yankees are on an insane run. They're five games back from the Tampa Bay Rays. Can they catch them? If they don't stop what they're doing right now, I mean, I I didn't uh, map out the Tampa Bay Rays, how they did in the uh, first 10 after the All-Star break, but if I had to quickly like eyeball it, there's always a chance. There is always a chance. Could it happen? Sure. Uh, after the All-Star break, uh, they were, let's see, 2-2, two and 7-3. Two, and three. Tampa Bay's no slouch. Uh, Tampa Bay, though, has a little bit of an interesting schedule. If New York can sweep, if New York can sweep the final series, I think there's a chance. I think there's a chance. I think it'll end up being just a couple games difference between Tampa Bay and New York. I think it'll be closer between those two teams than it will be for the Red Sox in relation to both of those two teams. To be fully transparent, I think the Red Sox are in free fall. 
It's not fun to watch. It's difficult. It's not fun to see your team get blown or rocked or be the the victim of bad defense or just unlucky plays. Like the Yankees, for example, in in in, uh, in one of those last games, it was just insane what was happening. I mean, their their shortstop was just doing insane work, and we were just the victims of of just a bad stroke of luck. Uh, but it's it's you can only call it luck so many times before you actually have to tip your cap and say, you know what, they 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 play better than we did. They deserve to win those games, and it is what it is. So it'll come down to that last series. I think Tampa keeps it. They have more come from behind wins, as we said. Their bullpen is also the best in baseball the last three innings. It, it was, it might, it, they might have read that stat during the Yankees series, but they have a 3.04 ERA in the last three innings. That's the best in baseball. So they have a lot of comebacks during those innings and their bullpen shuts everybody down. So it's far fetched to me that they're going to be giving up a lot of these games. Interestingly, Nelson Cruz hitting 200 right now since being traded to Tampa, only a 250 OBP. So he needs to figure it out as well. If they're going to really, put an exclamation point on this year as they go into the postseason and they do have the best record in the American league, correct? Or do the white Sox? So looking at it, I think the uh, Tampa Bay Rays were number one and I think they were only beat by San Francisco. If I'm not mistaken, I'll do a quick check on that too. Um, Yeah, I got it right here. 70, 75. Oh, they're half a game behind the Dodgers. So they, they, uh, they're in third place by half a game. San Francisco's running away with it completely. Uh, they have a three-game lead over the Dodgers in both the division and the best record in all of baseball. It's remarkable what they're doing. Yeah, we've said on previous podcasts, nobody could have predicted that from San Francisco, but it's uh, it's quite amazing. I can't wait for playoff baseball. I, I hope we're in it, but if the Red Sox don't make it, it's still my favorite month of the year. I'm still completely locked in i like the brewers i know you're a brewers fan you know based on your affinity for corbin burns oh how'd you know (laughs) i i like corbin i also like christian yelich i i hope he gets healthy and starts you know getting back somehow close to his 2018 2019 form and i've always been a big Lorenzo Cain fan. I don't know why. I just, I love Lorenzo Cain. So Travis Shaw's with us now. He was with them. He was another reason I like that team. Craig Council, one of the more underrated managers in Major League Baseball. Bob Melvin doesn't get enough credit for the A's. His contract, no, it's Lavello's contract that's up. There's going to be some interesting managerial decisions this winter as well but but as far as the the Rays Yankees question goes I say Tampa keeps it Yankees bullpen's pretty shaky too I think they're going to be blowing some games I'm not saying they're going to go into a you know a losing streak or whatnot but but that bullpen uh, there's a lot to be concerned about there 
You know what's funny, Terry? The Red Sox have scored 611 runs this year. That's the sixth best in the majors. Two of those five teams above them are in the A at least. Tampa <laughs> Bay Rays are number one, and the Toronto Blue Jays are number five. The Reds, the Dodgers, and the Astros are the only other teams that have scored more runs than the Red Sox. And at one point, the Red Sox were number one. But they just started getting outworked, outgunned, outdone. We have a 52-run differential. I think that's among the lower side of those that are in the positive. Yeah, it's the as far as those that are in the positives, they're the third highest. But above only the Yankees and the Reds. Everybody else is in the negative. We have just fallen so far from grace. It's insane. It's literally insane. Yeah, absolutely. And I had one final question. Oh, so the Rays will be the number one seed, most likely. So they're going to play the winner of the wild card game. So that'll be... Yankees, Oakland, it seems like they always end up in that game. That'll be their third time. Yeah, and, you know, you, you kind of – I want Oakland to do well. You want to see Oakland go far. I think it'd just be so cool to see Oakland get into the dance. I mean, you know they're going to have to get past uh, the Chicago White Sox. They're going to have to get past Tampa Bay. And both of those teams are really, really good. Like nothing bad, nothing negative to say against those teams. They're really, really good. And I had the Chicago White Sox going to the dance over the, the over the Astros. I think their team is incredible. And if everything is firing and everybody's healthy, that team is disgusting. That team is flat out dumb. How insane would it be if Tony La Russa is walking up to home plate in the World Series to hand the umpire the lineup card? That's just insane. It's- it's just remarkable. He's the only manager that would have been able to do it in 2021 and 1921. He's been around for so long, you know. I mean, how many other managers have been managing for 100 years, it feels like? You know, he was he was, he was was handing out the lineup card before there was TV. It's insane. <laughs> he, uh, but it would be remarkable. Now, wouldn't it be interesting if the Cardinals somehow figured it out and he had to hand the lineup card to the St. Louis Cardinals? Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> yeah. That won't happen, unfortunately, but, but yeah. So, all right. Well, Charlie, myself, and Jason will be back on Sunday night to hopefully talk about a happy series with the Texas Rangers. Pitching matchups, all favorable for the Red Sox, but they have been the last three series in a row and not necessarily been the starting pitching fault, but... We didn't get it done one way or the other. So so hopefully hopefully things play out the way that they're supposed to play out this time around. And we will be back again Sunday night to talk about it all. Everybody have a good weekend. Take care. <laughs>